Hi, I'm Sally Prosser. Welcome to That Voice Podcast. Great to have you here. Take a breath and settle in. Practical tips and inspirational stories are coming your way to help you speak with more confidence, to grow your business, advance your career and be done with public speaking freakouts. As a former TV journalist and company spokesperson, qualified speech and drama teacher, spiritual life coach and TikToker, I know firsthand the power of using your voice with confidence. Let's go. It is no secret. Posting video content online is the fastest way to create trust with your audience. It is also how I met today's guest, Giselle Ugardi. We met on TikTok a couple of years ago. Giselle is an online performance coach and an absolute video star. Go and check out her content. I'll post the link in the show notes. She has a community of hundreds of thousands online, and the advice in this episode is pure fire. We cover so much, including how to get started online, even if you feel like you've missed the TikTok and Insta boats, how to know what to post, what platform to target, how to deal with haters, how video makes you money while you sleep, and of course, how to overcome your doubts about what you look and sound like. And if you are serious about showing up on and offline more and using your voice to build that connection and trust with your audience, then join Speak Up For Your Business. This is a small group course where we'll work with you how to share your voice more widely and more confidently. So everything from the tech to content to mindset and we'll hold you accountable. This is an action-focused course. So by the end of the four months, you'll have so much fantastic content out there in the world and you'll have the habits to continue long after the program ends. That's Speak Up For Your Business. The link is in the show notes or just DM me and we can jump on a call. We start in a couple of weeks, so don't wait. I am so excited to bring you this episode, episode 127 of That Voice Podcast and inspire you to post that video. Giselle Ugardi, welcome to That Voice Podcast. It is so great to chat to you. I'm so excited to be here. It's about time. We've been following each other on TikTok forever and Instagram. And so to have you in front of me, it's it's so fun. I feel like we were the OGs yeah. on TikTok. <laughs> like, it was like, the OGs were people over 30. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... I have been following you for so long and I love your energy and I love your message. And similar to you, I am all about encouraging people to hit record and show up. And you're such a great example of that. So let's start off by how did you get into video? How did you get the confidence to hit record and go live and make TikToks and Instagrams and all of the video work you do? Well, likewise, you know, your personality is so infectious and I loved your videos as well. For me, one of the reasons why I got on TikTok, why I was able to adapt so quickly and start creating all these short form videos is because I started to create content now about 11 years ago. It's crazy that it's been over a decade of being a content creator. And I was putting videos on a little platform called YouTube where at the time it was little, like I had to explain to people how to spell it and how to pronounce it. And blog was also another phrase and term that was not 
you know, a, a job title influencer certainly was a foreign concept. And I was putting videos up on YouTube because I wanted to be an entertainment news reporter. I was living in Los Angeles and no one would hire me because I was so what they like to call in show business green, which basically means inexperienced, no personality, very vanilla. <laughs> and so I put videos up on this platform, truly thinking that nobody would see them. Like I didn't think anybody would see them not realizing that in actuality, this platform had subscribers. Like that was a brand new term. And these creators who were going out to hundreds of thousands, millions of people, and that your videos had the chance of being seen by people all over the world. <laughs> and by no means was I a natural. If anything, I started out getting comfortable by doing makeup tutorials of all things. Like talk to my clients now, a lot of whom are actually men and who are executives and business owners. And they find out that I got my start doing makeup tutorials. They're like, what? But I just needed to get comfortable talking about things that I knew or talking about anything. And makeup was just something that I had fun with and also something that I could hide behind. And what ended up happening was I saw so much opportunity on this space that no one was talking about, especially as social media was originating in the form of Twitter and slowly Instagram. Like these were not things that we had in college. These were not things that were natural in lingo, in conversation, or even in the television industry. And so I just used this understanding of this platform and opportunity to get my foot in the door with casting networks, with working with brands, with, you know, working with different TV producers of, you know, here's this younger girl, but like, what was my leverage? How could I set myself apart? And I'm like, oh, well, there's this thing called YouTube and I've been making videos on it. And, and so slowly, but surely I was doing something I didn't realize was right, which was my goal was not, I want to get subscribers. My goal was not, I want to be a creator. It was my goal had an offline intention and it was, I want to be on TV. And that is exactly what I did. So I was on YouTube. I eventually built a TV career. I even made some appearances on channel nine. I was on the today show and I was the entertainment correspondent all the way over in Australia, satelliting in from, from LA. And it's just crazy how that slowly evolved. Like I, we were talking before we started recording how everything makes sense in hindsight, how I didn't even realize like, oh, wow. Back then I was helping these different people and networks and brands adapt to this new way of consumption. And now the reason again, why I've been able to adapt so quickly to short form is it's just history repeating itself. But the difference is that the screen is tall versus wide. <laughs> but even a lot of the editing tips that I was giving and the way that I was looking at profiles, the way that I was looking at storytelling, it's still so very similar. And it ultimately is about connecting with people. And that's what we do with the power of voice. You can create that level of trust so much quicker when you can hear someone's voice in live, when you can see their eyes, when you can see their smile and see them speaking uninterrupted. It's so, so, so very important. And so to see someone else like you who's aligned in that, it's just like, oh, gold. Oh, absolutely. And that's why speaking and showing your face on camera is so important love that you were on YouTube early. We were both on TikTok quite early. What about the people who say, well, you know, I feel like I've missed the boat. You know, I'm too late to, to YouTube. I'm too, too late to TikTok. Where do I start if I haven't got that, I guess, foresight? <laughs> it's not about having the foresight. It's just simply picking a platform and going from there. Like that would be like saying, oh, I don't have an iPhone yet. Is it too late? oh, I don't use email yet. Is it too late? Like, no, because this is just simply one method of communication that people are using and it's just becoming a part of everyday habits. And so just go ahead and start. And I like to say, pick 
one platform, you know, max two and get to know that platform. And likely it doesn't have to be a new one. It's one that you are already using. And that's fine. If it's Facebook, that's fine. If it's LinkedIn, that's fine. If it's Instagram, that's fine. If it's TikTok, but just find something that you genuinely enjoy start to figure out or create a community from there. I like to say that, okay, where do I start? Go follow 100 people, not all at once because the platform might be like, okay, wait, are you a robot? And they might block you temporarily. But even if it's 10 people a day, follow people who are just like you, follow people who are nothing like you because no, you're not too young. You're not too old. It's not too early. It's not too late. You and I know people who every single day they're like, Hey, I want to start a podcast. Hey, I want to start a YouTube channel. You know, just because there are more of those out there, that does not mean that it's too late. If anything, it, it is, it has been made normalized that for you to do it, how awesome that you have a lot of support and that you're not the crazy one to try it first, where I'm sure you can think of Sally. So many people that were like, what you're getting on TikTok? What are you doing? And now they're like, Hey, can you, um, can, can you show me how <laughs> I can do that? <laughs> so just, you know, it's, it's easier said than done, but you can keep waiting. You can do all the research. I would so much rather that you start today and suck versus start five, six months from now going, oh, I wish I would have started five or six months ago and I still haven't done anything. Oh, such amazing advice. And this is the thing. It can feel overwhelming. Oh, there's all the platforms, the podcast, this and that. Just pick one. No matter how confident, I mean, you and I are both very confident presenters and we are not saturating every single platform. It, it's, who is doing that? Maybe Gary V. People who have teams, absolutely. People who genuinely are excited about different platforms. But I think part of why you and I are comfortable is because we've been doing this for a long time. And there are a lot of people who look at us and they go, oh, well, it's because you're such a good speaker. You're not saying, um, or you're not stuttering this, blah, blah, blah. I say, um, plenty. There are certain things that I'm more comfortable talking about than not. There are times when I'm more tired. There are times when I don't have any idea what I'm talking about. But I would say that the biggest difference is that 10, 11 years ago, I thought confidence meant perfect. I thought that I was not worthy of being on television or going to an audition if my hair wasn't perfect, if my makeup wasn't perfect, if my skin wasn't clear, if my weight wasn't, you know, it had to be underneath a certain number, if my tummy wasn't a certain way. And all of these different things. And if anything, what I've noticed is that confidence is, is not the absence of insecurities. It's just the embracement of it. And that's what allows for us to come on from time to time without makeup on or with a full breakout on my face or knowing that I'm tired or that my hair is a little messy. I previously never would have gone on camera with my hair being natural and curly. It always had to be stick straight and usually like 10 shades lighter than my normal color. And, and, you know, once you get out of your head, um, the perfect example I gave the other day was to, um, a small group that I coach. And I just gave the example of, can you imagine if I came to class and the entire time I was holding like a mirror in front of my face as I was coaching all of, all of you, like, can you imagine like me hosting class, talking to you with a mirror in front of my face and the entire time I'm just looking at my own reflection. Like for the longest time, it was always externally. What do I look like? What do I sound like? I hate my voice. But when you really get connected, when you get comfortable Again, it's not because you're comfortable necessarily in what you look like, but it's because you know who you're talking to, you know what your message is, and not you know every single word you're going to say. You know what your message is. That's bigger. 
that's that you know ultimately how you want the people on the other side to feel, what you want them to take away, how you want the community and space to, to be, and, and how you want you know people to remember that. That is what's more important. And that's where I feel like when you first start, it's always, did I do it right? Was it okay? How did I sound? When you get more comfortable, it's just, you just know. You just know, was I true to myself? Did I make sense? Like, did I get lost in the connection or was I in my own head thinking about what the heck I was going to say? And that's what makes all the difference. But again, it takes that unlearning to get rid of that perfectionist mentality of just allowing for yourself to show up as you are and know that you are the expert of your experience. That doesn't mean you're the smartest, the richest, the best. It's just that you know your own experience and you're not afraid to even admit what you don't know. And it's crazy how hard that is for us as humans. Oh, so good. And I especially love it not being the absence of insecurities. It's embracing those insecurities. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. And with the message as well, I've found, I'm not sure about you, but I've found that my message has become so much clearer through the creation of the content. I feel like a lot of people want to just, I'm going to sit at my desk and think about my message over and over and over again. And once I have that locked down, then I'll make a video. Whereas I find by making the content, that's how the message becomes clear. Yeah. And and there's also the idea of, I have to have a niche. I have to have a niche. I have to, you know, be able to dominate something. And, you know, that's great for products, but you are a person. Your purpose is going to evolve. Your message is going to evolve. Your interests and hobbies are going to evolve. And that's more than okay. Again, remember, I started making makeup tutorials <laughs> on YouTube 10, 11 years ago. It very much has changed. It very much has evolved. There have been so many times where I've taken long breaks and pauses because I got so stuck on, again, thinking that I needed to you know, do a certain thing a certain way versus just allow for myself to be. And, and sometimes I think the content gold is when you just feel really inspired about something or you, you hear a question. I was like, I was like to say, if you get a question more than twice, then that means that you either need to create a keyboard shortcut, internal training, or content around that. A keyboard shortcut, internal training, or content around that. And then do it over and over and over again. Not like literally video after video after video, but cool that you made a video three months ago. But if it got a lot of views, that means that people needed to hear it. Maybe do it again, not repost it, but like do it again in a different variation in three months, in six months, in nine months. Um, because you'll get a new audience who perhaps needs to hear the same question, or the same answer, or maybe they're in a different mindset or they're in a different headspace where it didn't make sense then, but now it actually would. And we think that we have to be original and creative. Oh my God, I need to go to Sydney Harbor and film something in the ocean. I have to go to this cafe. It's like so much of what you can do can be sitting exactly where you are. And even pants are optional. And again, if you just show your value and figure out what that that is that you can provide and know that somebody wants to know the answer to that question or they want to feel less alone. It's just one more method of communication in the same way that going to a mixer or a party or texting someone, any of those things. It's just a different, it's just a different medium. It's just a different messenger, a different delivery form. Yeah. And 
You have niched a little bit into real estate. How did that come about? I didn't even try to do it. I would say about a year ago, it was maybe 10% of my business was real estate. And now it's become 80 to 90%. And in part, it had to do with me leaning into it, going, there's so much demand. I should start creating some content specific to that. But also it is a contagiously referral-based business. And that's something that's so unique about what we do, where people sometimes think that that video is like this secret magic formula or something. But really, one of the reasons why I love video the most is it saves me a lot of time and energy. And what I mean by that is I've never had to pitch myself. People ask, where do you get your business from? You know, are you sending out media kits? Are you emailing, cold calling? And I'm like, I've never had to pitch myself. I knock on wood, my calendar has has remained full and I've continued to have different opportunities. And so I don't exclusively work with real estate agents, but I'm certainly following, all right, I'm being pulled in this direction and it's a direction that I really enjoy being pulled in. And I also have developed more meaning from it, you know, being a homeowner and being someone who I've moved to different places and being a female and recognizing how rare that actually is and how conversations around wealth aren't often had in some of our circles um, generally speaking. And so that that's just how that worked. But how awesome it is when I will get emails, when I will get receipts and transactions that are happening at one, two, three o'clock in the morning while I'm sleeping. Like that is every business owner's dream is to make money while you sleep. And the reason for that is because I have a whole library of videos where even for some of my really high ticket clients, we've never met and they go, I know you are who I want to work with because they saw enough that they're like, yep, she knows what she's talking about. I like her personality. She uses the F word. That's my person. And, and that's, and that's just that. And there are certainly people who see my videos and they go, oh my God, she's so annoying. I don't like her. I can't figure it out. She uses the F word. I'm never going to work with her. Awesome. In that sense, my videos are also, as I like to call it, the asshole filter as well, where I'm attracting more of the clients who appreciate what I do and then also repelling the ones who they maybe don't get it or they're not ready to hear what I have to say. But again, that's not taking any additional time or energy away from me. And as I'm getting older, as my business is growing, as I'm thinking forward about where I want to spend my time, time absolutely is money and it's something that I cannot ever trade in. And so videos saves all the time and energy in the world. So you need, that's, if nothing else, hopefully that makes someone's light bulb go off as they're listening or watching this. Oh, this is so good. Are you listening to this and being inspired to start your first video? I'm hoping you're already opening up the camera. I do want to ask you a little bit about hate. Have you experienced that? I'm guessing it's yes. And how have you dealt with it? Absolutely. And you know, there's, there's a fine line between disagreement and hate. And I would be willing to argue that in some respects, you're actually more afraid of disagreement, meaning someone says you're wrong or someone makes you feel dumb. That's a fear that a lot of us have possibly from childhood that we're afraid of being called out or putting out the wrong answer or someone. So, you know, first of all, it's figuring out the differentiation. Are you afraid of the trolls or are you afraid of, of just someone calling you out or having another opinion? And that's where I always just challenge you. Like you need to get comfortable with standing for something. You need to get comfortable with having a point of view and a perspective. Why? Because it's not about right or wrong. It's about creating trust. 
if I was to say, and I'll just use the real estate example because it's top of mind since you just brought it up. You know, if you ask someone, hey, is right now a good time to buy a home? Is right now a good time to sell my home? I would not trust you as my real estate agent if you gave me a really wishy-washy answer or if you had to open up a whole note or script to tell me your answer. I just want to know, yes or no. If you can't give me a definitive answer, why would I want to work with you? And if you do say yes and if you don't have a game plan, how can I trust that you know giving you the responsibility of the biggest investment of my life is going to make any sense? But if for you, just having any point of view is scary, start with something small. Even if it's just putting out a poll to your audience saying, would you rather have ranch or blue cheese on your chicken wings? Or would you rather have French fries or potato chips? Would you rather go to the beach or go to the mountains? Little things like that will slowly start to build your confidence and allowing for friendly disagreement and conversation. The other thing too, is that when people disagree with you, first of all, that should be an indicator that good for you you stood for something. That means you're developing confidence. But sometimes you can actually create even more trust in the comment section when you're replying to someone who disagrees with you. Maybe you're just simply saying, you know what, that is a really good point. Or you know what, that is an exception. Or you know what, I don't agree with you, but I appreciate that you commented and said something in my video. And sometimes if someone's creeping on your profile and they're wondering if they wanna do business with you and they're seeing how they're interacting with your community, they see that you're having this respectful dialogue, that if anything shows that you're really good at what you do because you look at all sides of a conversation versus just being straight into one. But then there's the other side where there's the trolls. And sometimes the trolls come in the form of haters who just don't quite get you or they're committed to misunderstanding you. Sometimes they're people who you immediately know, <laughs> which makes it even harder. And sometimes there's that level of like harassment and bullying. The harassment and bullying, yeah, it's scary. You want to hit the block button. You want to hit the mute button. And I don't wish that on anyone. And unfortunately, there are some very sad and sick people in this world. But let's like touch on some of those haters. What I always challenge my clients to do and where I always think of it myself is, are those people realistically going to buy from you? Are those people realistically going to do business with you? Because truly a lot of our haters, and if you're not watching this, you're listening to it, I'm putting like the air quotes around my fingers right now. A lot of our haters are actually people in our lives who love us but they are afraid of seeing us fall on our faces or they would not have the courage to do what we're doing themselves. And so we have to acknowledge like, okay, they're maybe doing this out of love, even though they're saying things that are very hurtful. And as hard as it is to do, you just have to compartmentalize it and just put it to the side because at the end of the day, they aren't going to do business with you and they may never understand what you do. I legitimately have people in my immediate friends and family group who to this day, to this day, will give me unsolicited advice about my videos and my social media and my captions. Even though this is legitimately what I do for a living, I've built multiple businesses around it. I have a team and in some cases, none of them have anything to do <laughs> in their days and don't have jobs and have never owned a business and have never put out a video in their lives except for maybe a picture of their lunch. And so that's where it's taken me a lot of time, but it's that constant reminder of, okay, like, is, am I going to allow for this person to give me a reason to play small? Like, am I going to, it's cool to care what people think to, to say, oh, I don't care what people think like that to me is just 
not true. Like you're going to care what people think, but you should never do it at the expense that it makes you play smaller or it makes you be a lesser version of who you are, or it deters you from achieving what you're meant to achieve. And so I hope that helps someone because I guarantee you there's someone in your life who you're like, yep, I know exactly who that is. (laughs) And she's right. And you know, you just have to figure out what your boundaries are around that. Whether it's saying like, you know what, I really appreciate that, but I don't need to hear it or just go ahead and take it. But then again, just tuck it away into your little box and take a breath and walk away and keep doing what you need to do to push yourself forward. Oh, such a great pep talk. And it reminds me of the Brene Brown quote. Yeah. She's like, if you're not in the arena getting your ass kicked, then I'm not interested in nor want your feedback. Mm -hmm. The, the man in the arena, I think it's the, the Theodore Roosevelt quote that she always uses. And, and it was like one of the inspirations for her book. If you have not seen, I don't know if it's Dare to Lead or it's the Cur- Call to Courage, but she has a Netflix special, Brene Brown, fantastic. I have some of her books back here. Like she's, she's amazing. So good. And what about the tech? This is another question I get. So what tech are you using at the moment? What are, what are the platforms you cannot live without? Absolutely. So as far as platforms go, I hate to admit it. And you might even be like, what? Or you might agree with me. So as far as platforms go right now, my favorite is is Instagram, which is wild because for the last few years, I've been saying TikTok, TikTok, TikTok. And I'm not saying that TikTok is going anywhere, but I do find myself spending more time on Instagram, especially as they're continuing to refine Instagram reels. And I'm finding a lot more conversions happening from Instagram and community too, which I never thought I would say from, you know, again, from what TikTok was when you and I met on that, it's how we met, you know, we made friends from this platform and we created all this trust. And one of the reasons why I love it is just because it has become a natural way of life for a lot of people um, within my particular sphere, you're able to have a multi-dimensional interaction. And what I mean by that is you have stories, you have live, you have highlights, you have Instagram reels, you have pictures, you can put quotes up as static images if you want to. And so there's room to really get to know the portfolio that is a human. And it's just because they've slowly rolled out a lot of these features. It just is a way of how you use the platform. With TikTok, I feel like they just come out with so many new features in a very short period of time (laughs) that it's just, there's a lot going on and it's a little difficult to figure out how best to utilize some of them or how someone new can adapt to the platform, let alone adopt a lot of these new features. Again, not that it's bad, not that it's, you know, for some people it's still working really, really great. And it still is absolutely a, a prime source of lead generation for me. But for those of you who you haven't even set foot on TikTok yet and you're primarily on Instagram, like there's still so much hope and I feel like more than ever on that platform. But as far as tech goes, for the bulk of my journey, when I was first starting out with creating videos for that mobile consumption, I was only using my phone. When it came to lighting, I was using my window. When it came to the microphone, I was using my phone. I was using my headphones or my AirPods and that's it. And from time to time, I still do that. But simply as my schedule got crazier, because you have to remember that when we got on these platforms, most of us were trapped in our homes. (laughs) We had nowhere else to be. We had nowhere else to go. And so it just made sense for scheduling. And I'll still do that from, from time to time. But now what I actually do is I will work with a videographer and we will sit down for one or two sessions a month. 
and we'll just film a whole bunch of videos. She does the editing for me and then we upload in that way. Uh, this is also something that I've started to do just because for some of my clients who are paying a lot of money, if I'm encouraging them to invest, I also want to show them that I too am investing in my own brand when it comes to my website, when it comes to my videos, when it comes to my team. And so that is simply something that I have decided to do for myself. But I don't want that to be the thing that again is your excuse for why you're not doing it. Because if you're not comfortable holding the phone in front of your face, it doesn't matter if we put you in HD or five, seven, eight, nine, I don't even know what K we're up to for videos right now. It, it's not going to matter. So I would encourage you like start getting comfortable with looking at your face on that screen because that's what you look like. When you meet someone in person, you don't go, hold on a second. Can you sit over there? Cause my good side is this one. And I need you to like sit on a high stool while I'm on a low chair so that you don't see my extra chin. Like we think <laughs> for some reason we treat our phones so differently, but that's who they see. That's who, you know, and it would be a disservice for you to try to pretend like you look totally different. And then all of a sudden you meet them in person and they're like, who, what, who, who is this? And then they're not mad because you have, you know, more wrinkles or because you are bigger than what you put yourself out to be. They're, they're mad because you, you lied, you catfished them. So careful even with the filters, because the filters are perhaps making you even more insecure into thinking that you look like something that, that you don't actually, and we don't, we don't need more reasons for you to not, not play. So start playing and, and start getting comfortable using your phone, especially when it comes to stories. You know, stories is such a powerful, powerful tool to just let people peel back the layers of what your everyday is like and what you're really, truly like in person. Oh, I feel like I could speak to you all day. I am just loving this advice. And I will remember to make a, a short Instagram story actually before we, yeah, we finish. I totally would have forgotten to. So you're outsourcing all your editing now because I've noticed that you have those cool captions. A lot of creators are using those ones, you know, where the colors go along with the script? So um, in some cases, uh, I might use just the captions app. In some cases, if I'm doing, I every now and then will go back into the editing booth because it keeps me humble and it's something that I genuinely enjoy doing. So veed.io is software that you can use on desktop. I don't know if they have a free version anymore. They used to, but that's another one where you can add the text and get the captions and all of that. And then my editor will use Premiere for her editing. And there is a captions tool there that creates some highlights and emphasis that she's able to modify and edit in that way. But captions are so important. 90% of the world is watching that video without any sound at all. That's certainly an, ex an exception when it comes to TikTok. But you know, having those captions is, is so helpful for those who they're audiovisual learners. They might be deaf. They might be hard of hearing. Or they just have a lot going on and they don't really want to listen right now. They just want to listen with the sound turned off. And if your video doesn't make sense with the sound turned off or with the audio removed, then I would challenge you to, to flip some things around so that it does. Love it. Not overcomplicating it. Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. So what's next for you? Oh my goodness. What's next for me at this point? It's, it's, 
figuring out how I can best connect with more people and on a deeper level. I like to say that I look at, at marketing and at videos from the lens of personal development. You think that you're getting help with social media when in actuality you're getting help with confidence, with time management, with business developments, with team building. And, and so it's, it's just wanting to figure out how I can do that. And so it might be exploring another platform and potentially going back to YouTube because I haven't uploaded a YouTube video in probably five or six years at this point. It might be having a podcast. It might be having workshops around the country, maybe even around the world. But at this point, I'm just, I'm so grateful at a lot of the opportunities that have come and very unexpectedly and how quickly it has happened as a result of these platforms like TikTok, like Instagram, but all because we leaned into that power of video and before anybody else, again, it's, it's not about being the first, but just because we saw it there, we were able to have this unique advantage of not necessarily content creation and getting clients, but establishing, establishing this community of other creators who were putting ourselves out there in a different way and were able to find camaraderie where other people thought that we were crazy. And so even finding more challenges like that. Um, and, and the biggest thing, it's not a what's next, but it's a what's now, which was that I moved to New York City. I had been spending a lot of time in Los Angeles and then from there spent some time at home with my family in Minnesota. And now it's exploring this, this new city and, and seeing all that it has to offer in person, virtually as well, but even potentially as an airport hub to connect to other countries. And so I'm really excited for that. And hopefully I get to see and see you in person at some point. Yes, New York. I don't need any more reasons to come over there for sure. That is so good. Is there anything else you'd like to add? I call my, my, my business action forward communication. And part of that comes from the fact that, especially if you are someone who maybe you're at that place of turning your side hustle into the full time, maybe you are in the full time, but you're not forward facing yet. You know, it can be really easy to have that sparkly ball chasing syndrome of listening to all the podcasts and reading all the books and, and being on the platforms. And you just want to do everything and all at once. And what ends up happening is you might find yourself having a lot of unfinished projects or feeling really tired and like you haven't moved forward at all. Or like, I like to say that you're on this hamster wheel where you've just been sprinting and sprinting and sprinting, but then you look down and you realize that you haven't moved. So my, my biggest piece of advice is just to take this conversation or any conversation that you're currently in, take one thing that you're committed to, not everything, but just, just one thing and everything else, just put your earmuffs on. And if I'm able to help you in any way, I like to say, just show me your receipts. And by that, I don't mean you're buying my programs or my courses. Like if you want to, cool. But it's more so just show me your receipts of implementation. The best way that you can say thank you to me, to Sally, to anybody who's inspired you is show the receipts of implementation. Not just thank you so much I was inspired, but like go actually do it. Because 99% of you probably won't. So be that 1% and, and just be that 1% by just taking that one thing um, to make you greater and to actually push you forward versus just keep exhausting yourself in your dreams. So that's my, that would be my last little takeaway. Come, come find me on Instagram, come find me on TikTok, and I can't wait to see you showing up on video. I will definitely put those links in the show notes and I'm all about action as well. I often say CEO, Chief Execution Officer. Yes. Yes. So, so, so true. I love that. I'm totally going to borrow that. Giselle, thank you so much for coming on that voice podcast. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thanks for listening to That Voice Podcast. If this episode resonated with you, please share it with your people on social media and tag me at Sally Prosser Voice. And for episode details straight to your inbox, leave your email at www.thatvoicepodcast.com.